With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With a large range of Volkswagen models in stock, visit Solitaire Volkswagen and test drive today. Live across South Australia, welcome to Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yes, good morning to you. It is Saturday morning, 8.34 to 22nd of October, and we're live from the Adelaide four-wheel drive and adventure show for Zenith Caravans. Where else would you rather be? Good morning to you, Bryce Gibbs. Good morning, Hazy. How good is this? First time I've been to a show like this before. I'm pretty impressed. It's unbelievably eye-opening, I must say, um, because if you have a cruise around and have a look at some of these caravans, particularly the little Zenith numbers, you will realise that um, um, the accommodation in these things is probably better than your house. Ab- Certainly is for me. Absolutely <laughs> they are. And uh, I love my toys too, so uh, can't wait to, after the show, get out and go and check uh, some of these Zeniths out. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty big setup down here, so if you're not doing anything today, I highly recommend you coming down and, one, checking out uh, the uh, the day down here, but coming and saying g'day to us as well. Spot on, down here at the showground. So this summer, get out exploring the Zenith Caravan uh, and you can speak to the good folks down here. They'll absolutely set you up. Um, Saturday morning, and already it's been an outstanding weekend for South Australian sport. What about this? Redbacks, Strikers and the WBBL, 36s, Crows, AFLW, all winners. That's what we'd like to see. Good. It's well, been a perfect well, weekend. Well, I reckon we spoke about it last week, and I don't reckon we got wins in any of them. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing what a week can do. And uh, we love seeing our South Australian teams up and about, start winning some games. And as you said, what, uh, what a week it has been. It's all about redemption for the Redbacks yesterday against Tassie in the one-day cup. To be honest with you, the strikers made it difficult in the WPBL, almost did. trying to lose it in the last sort of over. That's okay. Still got the chocolates. Um, and Paul Smith. We love the way that Paul Smith goes about it. Of course, this is uh, the owner of the Sydney Kings. He had this to say early on, earlier on in the week. Just just have a little listen to this. Feastery is... These Adelaide 36, mate, they dead set think they're the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> they are talking themselves up so hard. Look, we're scared. We're, look, I can assure you, we're frightened. We can't sleep. I can't sleep. I'm that nervous. Uh, but, you know, look, it's going to be a cracker. It's, it's, we're gonna, and I'm glad we've, we've seen them recovered a little bit from their trip to the States because I'd hate to have played them and kicked their, kicked their asses and 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 then saying that they were jet-lagged or whatever. They should be fresh and ready. So we'll see what they've got. It's going to be great. Cop that, Paul. It was a big build-up. Nice little spicy build-up. <laughs> so the 36ers go to Sydney. They turn it on and they get an important win on the road. Sixers were absolutely the real deal. And, yeah, love the build-up, Paul. But um, I suppose we're just waiting for a response from our good friend Smithy. Well, why can't we carry on like the Golden State Warriors when we go yeah. over to the States and knock off the Phoenix Suns yeah. in a practice match? Well, it was a, it was with, a, with all their starters, mind you. Yeah, I was going to say, it was, just, it was a weak Suns outfit. They wasn't, oh, that's right. No, Chris Paul was playing. Devin Booker was playing. DeAndre Ayton, they were all playing. There was no excuses. They were all there. Geez, um, I don't know about you. I'm only a couple of games in, and uh, we've got the voice of uh, SCNSA basketball with us as well right here, Paul Bonza. I don't know about you, Bonds, but I'm getting real excited for the 36ers. Is that fair? Should I be? Yeah. Get on board. Got Get on board the Sixers train. Yep. Get on board the Randall train. That guy can shoot. Yeah, another good game, Randall. 
Uh, they're a bit of cheekiness too with uh, with their socials. The 36s I saw. The Sydney Kings posted something uh, after they won the championship, a big sticker of the the championship uh, on the on their hardwood floor, and then uh, the 36s posted, "Oh, yeah, we enjoy what you've put down there." It was a big L, <laughs> big L for loss. So uh, the banter will continue for the rest of the year, I reckon. No, that's very very good. Um, Port Adelaide plays the Saints this weekend in the AFLW, so we're going to speak to one of their young stars, and that is Jackie Austin. Um, we'll do that a little bit later on. She's Ross Lyons about to make a big old comeback. We're waiting for this to be announced that he's going to be St Kilda's new coach 11 years after he last coached St Kilda. So this morning, and get involved via the text line 0427154166. Your best comeback stories where someone, either a player, maybe it was a coach in a different sport, has gone back to their original club and has it worked because rarely does it work. Quick little example Tony Lockett retired, went back to the Swans, was just this really. Interesting, new, skinny Tony Lockett, and it just didn't work. He just couldn't recapture that sort of form. And on top of that as well, a little story from, I think it was Benny Matthews, who played nearly 200 games for the Swans. Lockett left, and then Benny Matthews turned up, took the number four. Lockett <laughs> yep. makes a big comeback, and they say, well, look, uh, Benny, do you want to give up uh, number four for Plugger? And he said, no, it's mine I'm now. Doing it. Too bad, Tony. And that's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, Tony didn't come back. Well, maybe that's why he didn't get a kick, because yeah. he was carrying the 47 around. It was too heavy for him. I think he was wearing, like, number 46 or something. But uh, those little comeback stories, uh, send us a text. Can give us, can give us a call as well at any stage on air up until 10.30, Ross Lyon's an interesting character, isn't he? Yeah, he certainly is. I, I'm very intrigued with this, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how he goes. Because mm. 11 years, that's qu- quite a bit of a gap. Um, yeah. And... I think we've seen coaches, when they've come back, not necessarily to their original team, but coming back into the AFL uh, second time round in their second stint at another team, usually they're better prepared. Uh, they've learnt from a lot of their mistakes uh, that they did at their previous club or in their previous time as a, as a senior coach. So um, we know in the past how ruthless he's been and that he, he can give a spray and, he, and he's a bit more of that hard-edged, old-school type operator. Uh, whether the games, and the, it's changed a little bit in coaching, you've got to have a bit more of a relationship uh, and cuddle your players when you need to. But um, we have heard a lot of his former players that played under him through through those St Kilda days and, and Frio days that he, he still did have that, that soft side of him. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. So before 9 o'clock as well, we'll, uh, we'll take you through a bunch of Ross Lyon-isms. A very, very unique character with a, a very unique way of he looks at things and the way that he summarises things. <laughs> Rossy Lyon. So I um old teammate of mine, Lee Spur, who went over to Fremantle, played nearly 150 games over there as a mature age. I think he went over there. He was about 25, 26. So he had Rossi for a couple of years. And in his first season, it was mid-game, I reckon, and that was when the, the vest was on. And he, he sacked Spurry mid-game. <laughs> he said, right, oh, son, put on the vest, and I dare say, something like, I dare say this will be the last time you're in, you play an AFL match. Yeah, yeah. And he sort of <laughs> he's got, famous for he's, he's got, got that a few mold, moments he's like got that. that um, Mick Moldhouse sort of character about him, <laughs> the, the Dennis Pagan stuff where if it wasn't going well for you on game day, he'd be telling you to look in the uh, the, the paper for um, for jobs uh, come Monday. So, um, yeah, it's going to be... And do you know what I'm looking forward to as well? Now that he's actually spent a bit of time in the media since um, not coaching at, at Frio, he used to bite back at the media at times yeah. and challenge the media. Now that he's spent 
some time in the media. It'd he, he, be interesting to see how he, he connects with the media going forward, whether he might be a little bit softer, knowing that uh, he's been on the other, other end of it for the last couple of years. So um, watch this space. Uh, do you know what I find that interesting? And just on that as well, I mean, Lisa Burr had to go play in the Waffle, probably Peel or somewhere, and to prove himself for about six weeks, got another ticket and ended up coming top five in the best fairest about four or five times and in the leadership, all that sort of stuff. But the thing I like about um, Ross Lyon as well is that media thing that you're talking about, yeah, he was ruthless. He used to go after journos. And now, you're right, he's spent a little bit of time in the media. And I don't think it necessarily means that he's got this love and affection for the media. But probably now he more so realises that when Tom Brown pops up um, from the bin in the corner, you probably want to say, go away, Tom, instead. He embraces it and shakes his hand and says, how are you, Tom? He's playing it beautifully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, and, when, and when he got questioned, I think he was at the airport only the other day, like you could just see his language and when, if you listen to him closely, he was a bit softer and he opened up a bit and said, yeah, you know, I'm really open. Usually he'd play a straight bat and, and tell him to go get nicked, but he said, yeah, we're, we're going through a process and my uh, my heart's been opened up and uh, St Kilda have been perceived away and I'm, I'm keen to change that. So uh, I think there's a, a side of Ross that we haven't seen for a while. Comeback stories where a player or a coach has gone back to their original club. Um, send through some nominations. Has it worked? 0427 154 166. Um, we're going to talk about LeBron James. He's got a bizarre little sleep meditation um, thing going on. So there's a few probably AFL greats as well who are sort of reading into this little app that LeBron James has got. It's just a strange sort of crazy situation. Whatever you need to do to get yourself in a place of zen, all those sorts of stuff. But you seem like a sort of bloke who's probably in touch with that side of things where you can just sort of switch off and put yourself into a different dimension to get the best out of yourself? Am, yeah. I, am I heading in the right direction? Yeah, absolutely. you yeah. a zen man. I'm all for it. it. But do you know what, Hazy? It's actually, this is the part of the game in the last five to six years where it's it's gone through the roof and players are actually diving into this space a lot more than you'd think. Mindfulness, uh, this mindfulness sort of area. Um, and yeah, taking time out, relaxing, re- relaxing your mind and and uh, making sure that every time you roll into training or roll into games that you're, you're fresh in the mind, not only the body. Mm. So LeBron James will have to go into this deep meditation state to deal with Russell Westbrook. <laughs> My man, Brickwood. Oh, Russell Westbrook. Seriously. <laughs> Just cut the cord. Set him free. Oh, do you know, know it's bound sad. by contract and he's too expensive. No one wants him, but make some sort of move to get rid of a bloke. He's getting paid, what, $47 million. You've also got to offload your next two first-round picks. Well, I think, I think that's the thing. The, the contract that comes with it, not many teams are putting their hand up to take that on either. And oh. when, it, when he went zero from 11 yesterday and come out in the, in the press conference after the game saying he had a pretty solid game, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that's lining up, Russ. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty solid. Wait, what? What were you, what were you watching, Russ? yeah. Russell? Come on. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, all right, text line 0427 154 166. The other thing we want to talk about this morning, Gibbsy, is some of those players who you can see taking the next step for Crows and Port Adelaide in the men's side. So this year, I mean, absolutely the Crows, it was Darcy Fogarty. So one of those blokes who been sitting there, and you, you're waiting for a genuine breakout year for Darcy Fogarty. And it was almost the second half of the year where he just really launched himself. And now there's no more questions about whether Darcy Fogarty, which part of the ground that he belongs He's a genuine certified forward 
who would make a difference up forward. Those sort of stories. The other one was Todd Marshall. Uh, Connor Rosie's probably another one yep. who uh, who went into the midfield and, and did some amazing things and, and becomes a, an All-Australian off, off the back of it. So, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll discuss a couple of potential um, guys for both the Crows and Port and uh, we'll uh, have a bit of chat around it. Of course, if you've got any thoughts, get involved. 0427-154-166. Can give us a call. 1-300-736-736. Uh, 22 degrees across Adelaide today. Possible shower. Um, we're here at the showgrounds. This summer, get out, explore uh, in a Zenith caravan. And don't forget as well, the new performance R-Range is now at Solitaire Volkswagen and we're powered by Luma Energy SA. It's 8.46. Good morning. With a large range of Volkswagen models in stock, visit Solitaire Volkswagen and test drive today. Live across Australia, Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yeah, don't forget the new performance R range is now at Solitaire Volkswagen. And this summer, get out and explore in a Zenith caravan. We're here at the Adelaide Showgrounds. Come down, say hello, 0427154166. That is the text line. Um, time to speak now, Gibbsy, about one of the most unique characters in all of sport. I'm not talking about the Channel 7 commentary team back in the day led by Brett Kirk and Basil Zemplis. <laughs> talking about Ross Lyon. Um, and just feast your ears on this. A few little what we will call Ross Lyon-isms. But um, he's a very, very interesting character. And here's just a little sample. Well, I think you just let the cobblers do the cobbling. You take your bouquets and you take your hit. We want to be in anywhere, anytime team. Well, birth certificates go out the door. Well, it's and just not all about birth certificate. We don't go down and say, here's a birth certificate and make the excuse. There's no silver bullet here. There's no silver bullet for us. There's no silver bullet. We understand there's no silver bullet here and we've got to work our way through it. Put our butcher's apron on and away we went. Well, scoreboard's a scoreboard. Failure's feedback. There's numbers and there's numbers. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. What is the, the silver bullet thing? Well, I can tell you the silver <laughs> bullet thing is a thing. Is it? And they work wonders if you're struggling late in the week to try and get up for a game. But uh, that's maybe a story for another day. Hazy. I've just Googled silver <laughs> bullet and it's a hair straightener. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's uh, what he was talking about, yeah, a hair straightener. Yeah. And the cobblers do the cobbling. That no, was I, famous. I hadn't heard that one. I actually hadn't heard that one. <laughs> He's good, Rossi. Oh, very, very The birth unique. certificate. There's no certificate. such thing as a birth certificate. Oh, actually, there is such thing as a birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> Put the butcher's apron on and just go to work. Um, so, Rossi, that's the sort of funny, lighter side of Ross Lyon. But back in the day, his relationship with the media, mm, a little bit tricky, to say the least. Here's a nice little sample. Did I say Harley Bennell was in the mix? Oh, I thought you said Harley Bennell, but did you No, I don't think Harley I said Bennell? that. Harley oh, Balich. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How far away is Harley B B-A-L-I-C, Bellic. Okay. I'm not here to validate your opinion. But How significant was his loss in terms of the fact that... Yeah, look, I'm a bit confused because Sandy didn't play tonight. That's what I mean. When did he go out injured? What round? Him. Yeah, what and round? We're both confused now. Yeah, no, I'm a bit confused. Yeah. What's your name? Mine. Yeah. Shane. Shane who? McGinnis. Okay, that's the best question you can come up with after two hours of footy. <laughs> You're quite brilliant, Shane. Yeah, terrific. <laughs> Shane Cock is there. And I've no doubt that Shane did not deserve that. And Ross was very frustrated. Um, and unfortunately, Shane was a solid outlet on that particular occasion. Yeah, he certainly was. And if you got caught in the crossfires with Rossi, after, uh, particularly after a poor loss from uh, the Saints or, or the Dockers, and you asked the wrong question, you're going to be in trouble. Because he come after you. And he come <laughs> after you hard. <laughs> it's an interesting situation, though, that Secure to find themselves in. This was floated... Probably a few weeks ago, people started saying, well, could it? Is it even an option that Ross Lyon returns to St Kilda? It is absolutely going to happen. We're waiting for an announcement. Second time round, and you mentioned just before, what do you think would be different? How do you reckon 
from what we know, the way that Rossi Lyon went about it the first time, and he stinted Fremantle, how do you think he would change things up now? Well, he was certainly a more defensive coach, wasn't he? He would shut the play down and, and obviously more focus on defence and then a counter-attack and, and try and score off the back of that. And it's going to be interesting because this list has underachieved for, for a number of years now, although showing some good signs. I mean, the first half of this year, they, they looked like they were heading towards finals and, and they looked like they were going to do something. But uh, it all fell apart pretty quickly. So it's going to be interesting to see what he comes in with because he, he's not going to be able to change too much from here. Obviously, the trade period's done. They weren't very active at all. Uh, they've, I'm not sure what their draft hand looks like exactly, but... What's he gonna? How's he gonna? How's he gonna regenerate this list? Is he is he gonna stick to what the the players' strengths are? Like, how's he gonna manipulate it? Or is, does he come in and just change the game plan completely? And it's my way or the highway? Is he gonna be a bit more relaxed in that space? It's gonna be intriguing to see how how he goes this preseason and and the and the decision the decisions he makes and and how he gets this team back up and going. What do you think is a more enticing job right now? Taking on Securita or taking on North Melbourne? given that there is nowhere else for North Melbourne to go but up. So Secure are in this little sort of flat patch where they're hovering around the eight. The expectation now is to make the finals, and there's a very, very real possibility in the next couple of years they could struggle. Because right now, it, you can't see them even playing finals, let alone getting themselves in the finals and being a threat. They've got a, they've got a bit of a same profile to Essendon at the moment, don't they? A bit yeah. like... Um, Brad Scott, the job he's got ahead of him. They've got certainly still got some talent on this list, and and both both of those sides were were looking to play finals this year. So it's going to be fascinating to see how Ross goes about it. And uh, we we spoke about him being more of a hard edge player, but I mean, some of the the players who played under have come out in the last couple of weeks and really said that this is exactly what St Kilda need. They they might need this this hard edge approach. You will earn Ross's respect if you put your head down, you bum up, and you work extremely hard, and and get the job done. Whereas if if you float through, bit bit laconic, you know, be a bit inconsistent, which we've seen Saint Kilda do, he might turn on you pretty quickly. Mm. So it, it could be, it could it could make or break some players' careers, I reckon, in the next twelve months. What I do like about Ross Lyon and his reputation is that of someone who, if you want to impress him, you have to work your absolute ass off. It was Brayshaw from Fremantle who came out a few days ago and said, his advice to the Saints boys, and in particular Max King, I think it was, was that if you want to get on Rossi's good side, you need to absolutely just deliver it all on the track. I, I really like that, and that will sort out a lot of players. But some of the more intimidating coaches that you had across the journey, was there any that you... that the players genuinely feared? Uh, it's a different landscape. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. I mean, d- depends who you were too. And, but as you said, if you if you come in and you train hard and you earn that respect quickly, you could coaches tend to back in a bit more. If, if you come back and, and were lazy. and So we just spoke about uh, Brayshaw saying, if you come in, work hard, get that respect. So for the Saints players, they would be wanting to come back in ripping their for pre-season, which starts only in a couple of weeks. So they wouldn't have known Ross was going to get this job up only until recent times. So you would just hope that a lot of these guys would be training their backsides off, waiting to hit pre-season with a full set of steam, because if you don't, I feel like that, that's, that's, that'd be the first test. 
for these players under Ross Lyon. So that's a good spot for St Kilda's list to be in because uh, it was Matthew Stokes who told a story on SEN about when Chris Scott took over in 2011. And they all thought that it was someone that was going to be already there internally. They thought it was going to be Ken Hinckley that was going to take over. And then the news came through and it was a bit left field that um, Scott got the job. And what came with Chris Scott was this reputation for someone who's an absolute hard-ass on the track. And so the word filtered around to the Geelong boys that, shit, get yourself fit because this bloke is going to demand unbelievably high standards. And Matthew Stokes went on to say that that could have been the difference as to why they won the premiership. They turned up, or they all turned up to pre-season training, fit as a fiddle, um, in fear of what Chris Scott might think or what he might say. And uh, as a result, they flew through the season and won a flag. Yeah. And that's how quickly it can change, isn't it? So, uh, I mean, they would have had, obviously, an off-season program to, to do and they, they would have been doing it, but uh, it might have been a little bit different, say, under Brett Ratton than it would be under Ross Lyon. So, um, I dare say if, if there was a few boys that uh, haven't quite been ticking off their, their sessions, I'd be uh, be trying to get out every day and uh, coming back ready to go because mm. I reckon that'll be the first test and the first bit of respect you can earn off a of Ross uh, off the first couple of days returning back to training. So then clearly the message in that is to get a new coach every year. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> to scare the players into, being, yeah, into yeah. being fit. Um, the other thing which is going to be intriguing as to <clears throat> Ross Lund will come in and straight away every time there's a new coach that comes in there's always examples um, of players that were playing or maybe they had a solid role who the coach doesn't like and doesn't see them fit to be in the 22. Caleb Poulter right now, is in that exact situation. He plays 11 games last year under Nathan Buckley. Uh, Craig McRae comes in, and he's not in his best 22. And he can't get a game. Plays one game, and now he's delisted. Yeah. There's always examples of blokes who were established. New coach comes in, has different views, and sometimes it can end in a career. Well, that's spot on. And, and game plan probably the, the biggest factor in that, and, and what that coach philosophy is, what he believes in, and, and how these players execute under that game plan. And uh, Lockie O'Brien from Carlton is another one that, that comes to mind straight away. He was on, sort of on the outer, under T, couldn't get a game. Uh, Vossi comes in and, and he plays majority of the year on a wing uh, which and then goes on and, and gets a contract extension, which might have surprised a few. So, yeah, there certainly are a lot of examples of that uh, happening after a new coach just comes in. So one of the ones as well from Fremantle back in the day. Do you remember Nick Lower? I remember Nick Lower, yeah. So Nick Lower went from Port Adelaide to Fremantle. And in his first year as well at the Dockers, did really, really well. So Nick Lauer, from what we got told, was not an endurance beast. So he didn't look good on the track and when they were doing all the testing and everything. But obviously knows how to find a footy. Such a good, solid inside midfielder as well. Would kill in the middle. But for whatever reason, Rossi turned up and said, well, I don't sort of like the way that you go about it. I don't see in my best 22. So that pretty much ended his time at Fremantle before he went off to the Western Bulldogs. So, yeah, I think that'd be... There'd be some nervous saints right now and it could only be a good thing that you turn up and say, well, I've got nothing to lose here. I've got to turn up as fit as I possibly can because it's a new boss. You've got to impress the boss, don't you? Yeah, you do. And Ross is the boss. And yep. that rhymes. It, well, I think that's been the case for a long <laughs> time. But we can't underestimate what Ross Lyon has done in when he's been in charge of sides. Like, takes St Kilda to a grand final, takes Fremantle to a grand final. I yep. think it was their first grand final appearance in their club's history. So he gets results. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, you know, it might not happen in the first 12 months. 
as I said, coming in late, not being involved in the trade period, will be late into the heading into the draft as well. But uh, he'll come in with with uh, you know steam and fire blazing, and and he'll want to change this perception. He's already said it that St Kilda are irrelevant at the moment as a football club, and that doesn't sit well with him. Yep. So he will be wanting to change that perception in the in the AFL world and, and landscape, and try and flip that as quick as he can. Interesting times ahead for St Kilda supporters. They're everywhere as well. So if you've got a thought and you're a Saints man or woman, 0427154166. We're live from the Adelaide four-wheel drive and adventure show for Zenith Caravans. And don't forget as well, the new performance R range is now at Solitaire Volkswagen. Top of 22 across Adelaide today. It's one minute past nine o'clock. It's news time. Good morning. Come down, say hello. We're down at the showgrounds here, thanks to Zenith Caravan. So this summer, get out and explore in a Zenith Caravan. Uh, the um, four driving caravan show is on all day, so we're having an outstanding time here. You've had a couple of coffees, Bryce. You were absolutely buzzing and up and about, looking nice and athletic. It needs to be mentioned as well that uh, the beautiful Julie Gibbs recently celebrated her 60th birthday, oh, which is just crazy to me because I saw a photo. And I thought, well, I almost sent a message saying happy 35th. <laughs> She's up and about, Jules. So, yeah, had a big 60th, or yesterday it was. And, uh, yeah, I'd uh, hide a house down the coast. I might Jeez. pop down there a bit later on and say good day and pop a bottle of champagne and cheers to you, Julie. It must be said as well that uh, the Gibbs crew will look for any excuse to get on the piss. <laughs> that's that's how to best summarise the situation, It's quite isn't sad, it? isn't it? But you're 100% <laughs> spot on. <laughs> So the sisters will be back as well, no doubt. Kelly will be there. Mace is back from Mace Queensland. Mace is flying back from Queensland for it. So, yeah, just the family trip yeah. down the coast. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Ross Hopefully the, the boss. weather holds out. No worry. Ross the boss with a glass of champagne. Watch out. The other Ross the boss, not Ross Lyon. <laughs> the uh, original Ross, Ross the boss. Rossy Gibbs. He'll be, uh, he'll be down there, no doubt. Uh, top off, strutting around down at the beach down south. Mm, plenty of th- things to do across Adelaide today, Gibbsy. So let's get into this. In South Australia around Cape Horn! South Australia. What's on in SA? Yeah, Climate Trade Centre at Regency Park has the best at Dakin prices. Now, you're a man who knows what's happening. What should oh, we do? There's so much happening this weekend, Hazy. The Oz Asia Festival actually is on uh, now until November 20. Get cultured and see this amazing show with incredible food and, of course, drinks. Head along to King William Road and through the CBD. AusAsia is a showcase of the best theatre, dance, music, visual arts, film, food and culture events from across Asia and Australia. There so, geez, that uh, sounds all right, doesn't it? So if you were just sort of tiptoeing on what you should do, whether you go to AusAsia, you heard that just then, you're in, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you're in up to that. Uh, it's also Cox Plate Day down at Morphville from 11am. So no doubt they'll uh, get a big crew down there and... As uh, we spoke about before, Hazy, we're at the Adelaide four-wheel drive and adventure show here for Zenith Caravans at the Wavell Showground. So if you don't have anything to do, jump in the car quickly, come down, check out some of these amazing caravans and come say good day to us as well because uh, we're down here doing our show live from the Adelaide Showgrounds here at Wavell. Jeez, if you're under outdoors, you would be in absolute heaven here. Can safely say as well that whatever, if you're not educated in caravans... I'd come down and have a bit of a look just to surprise yourself. Because some of these caravans as well, you look in there and you go, wow, this is so much better than my house. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, would li- I would rather live in some of these caravans than my house. They, they look very impressive, don't mm-hmm. they? Yep. And uh, I'm going to do a couple of tours of uh, the old Zenith 2, was it K2 caravans we've got uh, right here in front of us. And, mm-hmm. and you're spot on. When, uh, when you come down and check these out, you go, ooh, 
What about the I'm nerve? Of, what about the nerve of you as well to ask if you could have a Zenith uh, caravan, a K two? If you don't ask, you don't get hazy. <laughs> Have you done much camping? <laughs> you really go over the journey. I'm not a camper. I went camping a couple of times when I was a youngster with dad. Um, so we lived on a property, but apart from that, no. I, I'm, I would love the idea of camping. I'd love the idea of taking my son camping as well. You a camper or a glamper? Oh, I started off being a camper and then turned into a glamper pretty quickly. Oh, of course you yeah. did. There's not too many swags in the once Gibbs I, household. Once I moved to Melbourne, I got my head got a bit large and. <laughs> Got yeah. to me a little bit, but... Uh, the no, finer things in life became routine. Yeah. <laughs> no, we still camp. We still camp. Uh, the Gibbses go down to a Port Elliot Caravan Park each and every year. We've been going mm-hmm. down for about 25, 30 years with a bunch of families. And, uh, yeah, uh, perch the caravan up there, sleep in tents for, for the best part of 10 days and still enjoy it. Mum and Dad still head down there. The kids all come from everywhere still and head down for a few nights and now mm-hmm. take all, all our kids as well. So... Uh, yeah, been campers for years, Hazy. Very good stuff. Uh, once again, happy 35th birthday to Julie Gibbs. You can imagine as well Ross Gibbs uh, around a campfire just being the absolute pin-up for the entertainment. A uh, little, little, little glass of port in one hand, telling a little outrageous football story. Yeah, you know, you're spot on there. But he gets after about day three or four, it's like, right, Ross, shut up. <laughs> we're, sick, we're sick of you staring the pot. We're sick of your voice. We're sick of you talking about you. <laughs> you, got, you got a son who played two hundred over two hundred sixty AFL games. No, 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 no. He no, won't no. care, mate. Listen, he doesn't care. I've got this story from yeah. this particular game for the base. Uh, right, oh four two seven one five four one double six. Plenty to come up as well. We're going to talk about next um, who you think is going to emerge this year from Crows or Port Adelaide. So, as an example, last year absolutely was Todd Marshall. And these are kids who've been in the system for a little bit that took a giant step forward. Darcy Fogarty was the other for the Adelaide Crows. You love these stories as well because for Darcy Fogarty, it was a tale of persistence paying off for the Crows. Start of the year, a few rounds into last year, starting going, oh no, what's going to happen with Darcy Fogarty? They took two years to absolutely find out the best position for him to play. He burst onto the scene as a forward. And then it was like, oh, well, is he a forward? Because his form was a little bit down. They had him in the sample playing back for a long time. That wasn't working. The man was just pinching in midfield. He's back to forward, and now he's a key cog. Yeah, that, some pressure started to build uh, behind Darcy Foggy, didn't it? The, the fans were starting to get a little bit impatient. But to his credit, he, he continued to get fit. I think that was one thing he needed to do, was to work on his fitness to be able to get up and down the ground. Because to play that f- half-forward role... It uh, can be pretty demanding, but uh, when he got himself super fit and he started putting the performances on, on the board, but not only one every three games, it was pretty consistent throughout the second half of the year and uh, he won back a lot of fans' respect. So um, the big thing for Darcy would be to back up again this year, yep. but certainly was a breakout second half of the year for him. All right, which player is going to take that big step in 2023? Send through, send 23 rather, send three nominations, 0427 uh, Coming up next, we're going to speak to Jackie Yorston from the Port Adelaide Football Club ahead of a big game against the Saints. It's 10 minutes past nine, top of 22 across Adelaide today. This summer, get out and explore in a Zenith Caravan. We're down here uh, in the Adelaide Four Drive and Adventure Show for Zenith Caravans. Good morning. Live across Australia, Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yeah, good morning to you. We're live from the Adelaide Four-Wheel Drive and Adventure Show for Zenith Caravans. We're also doing it thanks to Saltair Volkswagen. That's where you'll find the new performance R-Range. It's quarter past nine and a big game coming up for Port Adelaide and the AFLW. Uh, Gibbsy, looking forward to this one. So Port Adelaide is playing the Saints. 
another opportunity for Port to get a, a win before the season shuts down. Yeah, for sure. And they've showed some really good signs, haven't they, over, over the last month and, and have just fallen short in a couple of those games. But uh, hopefully they can have a big win today against St Kilda, and uh, yeah, which is a certainly winnable one for them. And one of their stars is Jackie Austin. She joins us this morning. Good morning to you, Jackie. Good morning, guys. How are you going? Going very well, thanks. Um, this is a big opportunity, like we said, and I mean, Bryce summed it up beautifully. You guys are showing bits and pieces, I suppose, the next part in the development of Port Adelaide and the AFLW is a bit more consistency. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and we hate to harp on it about it, but it is exactly that. It's the consistency across the four quarters. And we we feel like our first half against North Melbourne was, was exceptional against the type of side that was that is up there and will play finals this year. So... Yeah, just, just hoping that, and we've been working on it all week at training and ensuring that the consistency is there as much as possible. But at the end of the day, we are a, a first-year side, so we're, we're still trying to build our connection as a group as well. Does it feel like you're close? I mean, I know in a situation where now you're trying to finish off the season and get at least one, maybe a couple more wins under your belt, but does it feel like you are really close to getting that elusive second win? Yeah, it really does. And I think the way that we showed up on the weekend really does show that. And I hope that our fans do see that, that we are we are going out there and playing a brand of footy that can win us games of games of football. But it's just that, that extra little bit of fitness sometimes gets us. And it, we do have that feeling. We had that feeling at three-quarter time that we could still win the game. So we, we, you're right, we do feel like we are close. And, and I'm hoping that this weekend we can, we can play our brand for, for longer than they do. A little bit of a different question here for you, Jackie. Um, you're playing away this week, and we all, all love when we're playing at home against in, in front of our own fans, but when you are looking for that win and you have been playing well in patches over over a couple of weeks, I always look forward to travelling and, and getting away with the with the team and, and looking forward to, to knocking off a side on their home ground. Is that something that, that you enjoy as a player? Yeah, I really do. I, I love the, the, like the travel aspect of of AFLW and the the ability to hang out together, get to the airport, hang out and, and fly together and do a captain's run on a different ground and then do dinner all together. Like like you said, when you play at home, you, you do a captain's run and then you, you go home and don't see them again until till game day. So it's um it helps build our connection, like I said before, massively. And you're right, when you can beat a team on their home ground, it, it kind of means a little bit more, I think. Jackie, I love your journey. Brisbane, Gold Coast, and now Port Adelaide. Um, can you, when you're comparing the clubs, and in particular coming from Gold Coast, where you guys started up, what's it been like, and how's it been for Port Adelaide? Um, it's actually quite difficult to compare because they're totally different football clubs. Like Gold Coast was a, a brand new club into the AFL with not a lot of history compared to what Port has down here and and that sort of thing. I think the number one thing that we talk about is the Port Adelaide culture um, and the, the standard of, of football in a way. But I think that the major difference for me moving especially is, is the footy atmosphere and, and the love that every single person down here has for AFL football and, and like FA NFL football as well. But yeah, I think the most, the key difference is probably the long-term culture that, that Port Adelaide has compared to the Suns, I think. Jeez, certainly there's a nice little uh, Gold Coast to Port Adelaide connection there as well. There's a bunch of you. Yeah, there is a fair few. There's five of us. 
So tell tell us about your <laughs> development, Jackie. You're you're only still young, 21, but um, you've shown some really good signs, especially in the midfield and your ability to tackle and your, your work around the contest. Is that that's obviously an area you pride yourself in? And and who do you model your sort of game on in that space? I think yeah, I've always I've always loved to tackle. So I've got five brothers, so I was never first to the ball when I'd play with them. So I think I just had to learn how to tackle. Um, I. I guess I modelled my game off probably my older brother. He never played AFL or anything like that, but he played at, in a couple of different state leagues. And I I guess I just grew up watching him and he's exactly that. He's hard at the ball, reads the, reads the play well and, and works hard off the ball as well. So I think think that, but I also loved Dane Swan as a kid too. I really loved watching Swanee, the way he went about it and the freaky stuff that he could do. So yeah, a bit, bit of those two, I think. Do you have the uh, the cheeky side here off the field like uh, Swanee had? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I do not. Uh, thank God for that. I think I might be in a bit of trouble by now if I had. <laughs> yeah, that's um, really flirting with being maybe just a little bit too cheeky, the way that Swanee went about it. Hey, um, Jackie, yeah. a word on, on Gemma Houghton as well. Obviously, a big milestone match, and we got to speak to her a few days ago on SENSA. She just seems like an absolute outstanding character, um, and obviously the footy ability matches that up as well. Yeah, Jem's an amazing human. Like she, she's a massive part of our our culture and building our connection as a group. She's just phenomenal with everything she does. She's she puts a heart on her sleeve, but she makes you want to do the same thing, which is really important in a leader and and someone that's meant to carry your group at times. And she does exactly that. And we're re- I'm really proud that I can say that I've been a part of her 50 games. And ideally, she would have had those 50 games a couple of weeks ago, but that's footy and. We're really proud that she gets to play her 50 games under under a Port Adelaide jersey. Uh, outstanding stuff. Uh, like we said before, this second win is close. Hopefully it's tomorrow. Best of luck and hopefully we can chat again really soon. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Jackie Austin joining us this morning. Congratulations to Gemma Houghton. 50 games this weekend, of course, crossing over from Fremantle. She's a two-time All-Australian, an absolute gun. Um, Jackie Austin is a gun as well. And the future looks good for Port, but the new side's coming in. There was always going to be uh, a tough transition period, but like we said, the girls are showing enough to suggest that the next year there'll be more wins and then more wins after that. And, and who knows what the ceiling looks like because there's some bloody good players coming through. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough tough for any new side to come into the, into the competition and come up against sides that have been together for the best part of seven years. So, uh, yeah, they're still trying to work out their connection, as, as Jackie said, and they'll just keep continue to get better uh, week in, week out. And... Uh, Again, over another couple of pre-seasons and uh, all the all the new teams in the comp uh, will get better as the years go on. Uh, text line busy this morning. A lot of texts coming through. So we'll do our absolute best to get through them all by 10.30. But here's an example. And we're speaking before about Ross Lyon and a little comeback that he's come. And just his little frosty relationship that he's got with the media. Uh, Brett said, coaches like Ross Lyon and Mick Malthouse are so funny at presses. As soon as they sit down in the chair and look at the whippersnapper journos, you can see <laughs> the contempt and hatred in their eyes. Oh, what would be more... So I can sort of put myself in this situation. What would be more Cause you're intimidating? Because I'm a whippersnapper. <laughs> uh, an angry Ross Lyon or an angry Mick Malthouse? Oh, could you even choose one? They're both as intimidating as each other. Well, come on. Give me one. Probably maybe Mick Malthouse. You would prefer Mick? Oh, as in I'd be more intimidated by Mick. 
Yeah. I don't worry. As intimidated as it gets from Rossi, but Mick back in the day, he just launched on some journos. Mick w- went angry though. Ross was a bit more. He was he'd, smart. He'd have ass. a go at you and be sarcastic about it. Yeah. Where Mick could like hammer you and have that angry <laughs> tone to his voice. So uh, I reckon you've picked the right one there, Hazy. <laughs> yeah. All right, keep those texts coming through. Oh four two seven one five four one double six. We're live from the Adelaide Four Wheel Drive and Adventure Show for Zenith Caravans. Top of twenty two across Adelaide today. It shouldn't rain too much. So come down, say hello. Do you know what? Do yourself a massive favour and this summer get out and explore in a Zenith caravan. It is 927 on 1629 SENSA. Text line open 0427154166. This one reads, Ross, around the campfire talking absolute smack is my idea of a perfect night from a mad base supporter. P.S. So I thought Julie was 25, not 35. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a cheeky Port Elliot Caravan Park crew. What do you reckon? Sent through that text. I'll tell you what, give the Gibbs family an opportunity and they will crack open a bottle of something. Any excuse will do. He's a whiskey man, Ross, and once he gets a few whiskeys in him, the the stories can tend to go off on a different tangent (laughs) for good and bad. What, he just uh, takes his wiseness to a a new level? He just talks about himself even more. (laughs) More confidence to talk about himself. <laughs> Didn't know he needed Which he it. doesn't need. Yeah. <laughs> All right, kept text coming through 0427154166. Hey, coming up next as well, Gibbs, you want to talk about some of those breakout players from both clubs, Port Adelaide and the Crows, who could take the next step next year. So not talking about the stars who are already established, but maybe as well some of those players who have been in the system for a couple of years where expectation is high, and maybe 2023 is that year where you say, yes, that player has arrived. I think as well for Port Adelaide, another good example was Sam Powell Pepper. Yeah. Because he was at a crossroad, a genuine crossroad, where the year before you were starting to talk about trades and all sorts of things, like would his name be mentioned in the trade, etc. By the end of this year, absolutely no way on earth. It's December 5th, I reckon, is Port Adelaide's best and fairest. He will be at the pointy end. But what he did, he, he flipped his mindset and said, what, what role do I need to nail in this side? to make me play consistently and consistently get a game. And he went, that heart, that forward pressure role, I'm going to nail. And he went and did that. And in some games, he was yeah, best on for just... He'd only have 10 to 15 touches, but his pressure and manic tackle efforts at opposition. And he'd hit the scoreboard off the back of it. And he nailed... He was nearly first or second picked in that side every week. Yep, spot on. All right, give us your thoughts. 0427-154-166. And, of course, at any stage, up until 10.30, give us a call. 1-300-736-736. It's bang on 9.30, so let's get into the newsroom. And we're powered by Lumo Energy SA this morning. Good morning. With a large range of Volkswagen models in stock, visit Solitaire Volkswagen and test drive today. Live across South Australia, welcome to Saturdays in SA. With Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yes, and we're live from the Adelaide four-wheel drive and adventure show for Zenith Caravans. So I think the weather's going to hold up. I'm positive about this. There's a bit of a shower crossing right now. But for the rest of the day, Bryce, it should actually be some really good conditions. So if you're an outdoor enthusiast, geez, this is heaven, isn't it? How good. There's a lot of toys getting around. And looking at the Zenith K2 as we speak, mm. I want to get in there and just uh, nestle down in bed down there. They looked so good. Yeah, strange that you just had a little sleep in the uh, bed in that little apartment and put your belongings and your toothbrush and stuff in the sink there. But uh, I suppose you've got to acclimatise yourself to the product. I'm keen to back the, the car up and uh, just drive out with one uh, today. Very strange that the whole uh, Gibbs family has camped themselves inside the Zenith K2 as well and just really made themselves uh, comfortable for Julie's 35th birthday. That all makes sense, doesn't it? 
Uh, let's talk about Port Adelaide and the Crows. Uh, and we need to identify now some of these players who are going to take the next step. So let's bring in, um, let's go straight to the top in terms of someone who knows more than most about football, of course. I know what you're thinking. That's Tommy Lyon. Good morning, Tommy. Oh, good morning to you both. And uh, I'm a little bit jealous. I would love to get down there and uh, have a little lie down in one of those caravans. But, yeah, I, I had to think about this last night, some of the breakout players for, for Port and the Crows. And, and of course, Harry Schoenberg is one guy who um, he seems like a lateral thinker. You know, you see him at stoppage and sometimes he taps the ball in, instead of taking it. And uh, he's got that bit of burst away speed. I reckon he could be an absolute star if he just gets his fitness right. He's, he's still got a bit of that puppy fat going on. And um, he provides a bit of X factor and that burst of speed out of stoppage for the Crows. So Harry Schromberg's a really interesting one. I think we all thought that 2022 was going to be that year. So the way that he started his AFL career, he's a natural football. He's so natural. Like you mentioned, Tommy, he just he knows how to find the ball. And he looks good. He looks confident when he's got the ball in hand. So I think that's a great nomination. 2023 could be Harry Schomburg's year because I think for the most part this year, in terms of some of those younger players, we were talking about Jake Saligo, etc. But he's, he's a fantastic example. Um, and if he can become that player, that is huge for the Crows because all you're talking about is what the midfield looks like for the future. So Harry could be that man, gives it. Yeah, he could be. But he's sort of... Um is that small inside mid, which Adelaide seemed to have a lot of them. Um, um, don't get me wrong, he does probably have a bit more pace than, than your Lairds and your Keys, which which he can use to his advantage. But, uh, you know, he's still going to be behind those sort of players, I think. So um, whether we've seen him at half forward at times. Um, we've, have we seen him on the wing a little bit? He can use his run and carry. He's actually, he's pretty fit. He, he, runs, he runs not a bad uh, time trial time, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I think Crows fans would have liked to see a little bit more from Harry uh, to this point. He's played 30 games now, so he, he's, he's starting to tick him off. I think once he gets to that 50 mark, um, I think they'll expect uh, bigger things than he's doing at the moment. The other one for me as well, and Tommy, tell me what you think of this, mm. is Riley Thilthorpe. This is a kid who started with such a bang. Uh, of course, really early draft pick, uh, Crows' earliest pick in history. Um, has all the tools, surprisingly found himself playing quite a few games in the sample this year. But I've just got this feeling 2023 is the year for Riley. Yeah, as we know, big men do take a little bit longer, but Riley Tilthorpe looks like a different beast altogether. He's got those ground ball skills and can play around the ground. I think the Crows have just got to chuck him into the middle a bit more and let him roam free so he's not stuck up forward um, in a wrestle with uh, with some of those big gorillas because he's he hasn't quite got that core strength yet. But um, he could be anything, Riley Tilthorpe. And so, another one I just thought about before was, I know he's obvious, but Josh Rochelle, the first half of last year, he was incredible. And he's got those uh, X-Factor skills that sizzle, that rock stardom sort of thing. And, and then teams cottoned on and uh, started clamping down on him. And I, and I think that's his lot from now on. I think teams are just going to clamp down on him. And it will be interesting to see how he handles a close-checking player basically for the rest of his career. Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to start with a bang, don't they? But the way that Joshua Shelley started, um, and that's what we do. We got very excited. Jeez, I'm guilty. I got seriously excited. I remember um, <laughs> one morning with, with Kane, we were talking about, could this guy have the, be the next, have the sort of star power that Tony Modronetti Betts had? 
And that was after a few games. We're getting text saying, just hold your horses there, boys. Well, well, look, we're two very, very excitable people. But spot on, Tommy. He got extra attention. He was carrying an injury as well, which really, really slowed him down. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to what to seeing what this kid can do. Oh, absolutely. And I think he will break out at some stage, uh, whether it's, it's next year or the next couple of years. And he will get a bit more attention, as you said, Tommy. But uh, with the inclusion of Isaac Rankin coming in as well, you can't tag both of them. So one of them is mm. going to get off the chain and then when they flip the tag and go to the other one, the other one will get a bit more space. So mm. um, I've got another one. How you, as a Crow supporter, Tommy, Crow's nothing, mm. uh, Chase Jones, how long do you, do you think they can keep persisting with him? He's played about 40 games now. He was a first-round pick, pick nine. Uh, do you think he can break out? Because he's had, had a couple of years in the system now, knows what it's all about. Um can he has he got a higher ceiling to, to come? I actually don't know if he does. I, I feel like the, this is is happening now or never for Chase Jones because he's been tried in the midfield and that failed early on. Um, I, I do think he can step back up into a wing sort of role. He's got that pace and he's he's actually really hard at the ball as well. So I would love to see the Crows make a success out of Chase Jones because he's got some different tools in the kit that some other players don't have. I just don't know. Sometimes it looks like he's thinking thinking a lot when he's trying to figure out what to do with the ball. So this is where, and we need to remember, Chase Jones is 22. He's 22 years old. This, this isn't a bloke who's been in the system for seven or eight years who's 26 or 27. I know he went number nine in the 2018 draft. So all of a sudden, when you go inside the top 10, there's all sorts of pressure on you. But 22, guys don't hit their straps sometimes till 25, 26. Like, you you wouldn't know what Chase Jones' ceiling is because, importantly, what he does have is some good tools. He's quick and he's got good skills. So he has the potential to be a really, really good player. Yeah, yeah he certainly does. But we're talking about breakout players. And you, I think we would like to see especially if you're an Adelaide supporter, a little bit more than what, what we've seen so far. And with with his fitness attributes, as you said, Tommy, he is really hard at the ball. We've seen him play as a four. We've seen him play through the midfield. And, and now he's sort of playing that small running half back. So he, he is a little bit versatile. Um, so, But he, he could be a candidate for one to actually take his game to another level without absolutely ripping games to shreds, as yep. you said, Hazy, because he is still still young and, and still working it out. But uh, he is one that could jump. Yep, absolutely. From a Port Adelaide perspective, 0427 154 166. Uh, this text from our good mate Nathan in Salisbury North. He said, Port Adelaide's Miles Bergman and Lockie Jones to take their games to the next level in 23. Both have shown good signs so far and hopefully can get a clear bill of health if his in- injuries have played a part for both early on in their careers. Spot on. So I think with some of these Port Adelaide youngsters who are sort of going into their second, third, fourth year maybe, it's all about the health. The number one for me is Zach Butters. Zach Butters, it's very exciting for Port Adelaide uh, supporters to imagine what Zach Butters could get to, the ceiling that he could get to, if he had a flawless preseason and a full season injury-free. He, and we, we, we sort of, for the last two years, been like, well, who's going to get to that level first? Is it going to be Rosie? Is it going to be Dersmer? Is it Butters? Uh, Dersmer didn't have the season that he wanted this year. So hopefully he can get back up into that um, sort of category where he's really, really progressing. Zach Butters always shows signs. His body let him down. And Connor Rosie absolutely blossoms. Oh, it's, it's definitely Zach Butters' turn this year. 
Oh, he's going to be right in the mix to, to have a breakout year. There's no doubt about that. And we're going to see him spend more time in the midfield. And, and that's exactly how Connor Rosie come to, to do the things he did this year by, by getting more time in the centre bounce. That, that, did made, uh, that made Travis Boak get pushed out to a half forward. But um, that's what you need to do. You, you need to give these guys opportunity to flourish. And we're going to see Connor Rosie in there. We're going to see more of Zach Butters in there. We're going to see Jason Horn Francis in there as well. And you think if the, the potential that these three guys have, have got uh, ahead of them, uh, geez, it could be a scary proposition for uh, opposition teams when they come up against Port Adelaide in the next couple of years. And the other one, Tommy, as well, is Mitch Georgiades. So this is a kid who's got mm. absolutely every little tool that you need to be an absolute superstar. It's about consistency now. He's had a few little injury struggles, form struggles as well, spent some time in the sample. This kid could be absolutely anything. Yeah, he could be. He's got that incredible jump at the ball and he plays a, the tricky position of second or, or third tall up forward, but he, again, is still so, so very young. Like, he's already shown he could be anything right now. And uh, I feel it's just a a time thing when he explodes because he will explode and um, his marking prowess is incredible. Another one uh, Port took last year in the draft. Now, Josh Sin was touted as a number one draft pick in his draft year and then, of course, he was struck by injury. But that kid has got blistering pace and I, I nominate him for a second year breakout if he can get a spot in the team at half back he's just incredibly fast there you go uh, some good nominations coming through via the text line we'll get through them all before 10 0427 hey tommy what's lebron been up to we're going to do this before 10 o'clock yeah lebron has released some sleep stories to help you get a good uh, night's rest in bed, and he he talks you to sleep, and it's incredible because we know LeBron James prioritizes sleep over basically his family. Even um, to it's his secret weapon to uh, perform the well, and he's very much into the mindfulness uh, part of the sport as well. So we're going to touch on his sleep stories, and also a couple of other famous AFL names who have delved into reading special stories on this app. Very good stuff. All right. That's all coming up before 10 o'clock. It is 9.46, top of 22 across Adelaide today. Don't forget, uh, this summer, get out and explore in a Zenith caravan. And we are powered by Lumo Energy SA. Good morning. With a large range of Volkswagen models in stock, visit Solitaire Volkswagen and test drive today. Live across Australia, Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yeah, top of 22 across Adelaide today. We're live from the Adelaide four-wheel drive and adventure show for Zenith Caravan. So come down here and see some of these absolute peak bits of machinery. And I'm not just talking about Bryce Gibbs and his rig, <laughs> but some of these caravans are outrageously good, Gibbsy. They certainly are. And uh, we're about to talk about some mindfulness and some LeBron sleeping techniques. In the break, I just ducked into the Zenith uh, K2 caravan and had a bit of a, a quick nap myself. And, geez, yeah. I've freshened up. So uh, <laughs> certainly a bit of a... I'm onto a winner there, I think. Had himself a little bit of a moment. Um, Tommy, LeBron's been busy. Yeah, he has now. I'm not sure if you've heard, but LeBron James is famous for his prioritisation of getting a good sleep. So he's known for taking 10 to 12-hour sleeps, just getting home to the family and saying, nope, uh, darling, I need you to take care of the kids for a couple of days because I'm going to sleep for almost 24 hours <laughs> and uh, get fresh get for that. a game. And it's his, his secret weapon, really. And so I've been listening to this app called Calm where LeBron James will tell a bit of a story to uh, get you to relax and he'll talk about 
different game situations and how he mentally checks in. And here's a little example of what it sounds like. Hey, this is LeBron James. And today I'm going to share one of my main ways I stay healthy. Sleep. What's crazy is the most powerful thing you can do for your health is also the most natural thing you can do. It's going to balance your emotions and put you in a better mood. So there you go. That's just a bit of a taster there. He had me at, hey. <laughs> oh, it's so sensual as well. Do, do you guys have any sort of routine around your sleep or do you just put the head down and, and that's it? Any way to slow your brain down? Um, see, mine is, I can't switch off, Tommy, to be honest with you. So okay. I, I, I need something like that. And there's this thing sort of floating around Instagram at the moment. It's the same thing. It's a girl and she gets on there and she's like, so my words will eventually transcend into slower words and eventually I'll talk you to sleep. It's that sort of stuff. I need this mm. because I can't switch off. Otherwise, I'm just staring at the ceiling, uh, crunching numbers. Very Rain Man-esque. But <laughs> my sleep routine is be in bed before 9 o'clock and um, you'll sit there and you'll stare at the ceiling for a few hours and then you'll be exhausted. And then I do that for two or three days and then I have a good night's sleep on Thursday because I'm physically exhausted. Yeah. Just what about you, Gibbard? The build-up. Oh, no, nothing specific, Tommy, but you might put me onto something here. The, the calming uh, words of LeBron James. Hey. Mm. I nearly hey. fell asleep uh, <laughs> just listening to that 30-second uh, clip. Well, look, LeBron is on the app, and as you can hear, he sounds very therapeutic and calming. And then I did a bit of a deeper dive, and I found some of our AFL personalities are diving into this app as well, and some famous moments in um, football. And so just to get you rest, well-rested and sleeping, this is the 2009 Brownlow medal count on the Calm app. Pressure point! Pressure point! Oh, I'm going to sniffy! Woo! Yeah, so I, I just... I could clock off right now, actually, after hearing oh, that one. I'm just so sleepy. That is just absolutely divine to hear that, that what you want to go for a 10 to 12-hour sleep. Um, strangely as well, Tommy, who would have mm. thought that this sort of sleep process and this sleep app would um, uh, form a partnership with the great Rocket E, but I suppose it just works. Yeah, he is aggressive, but I guess the relationship works. Come on, Mitch! Oh, f- work, Mitch! So is he just not working hard? No, f- you will! No, you will <laughs> quick! Rocket, 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 we can't think. We can't think. Right. Right. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on. Get him off! Yeah, um... Get Mitch off! He's coming off! Get him off! Get him off! <laughs> Good nighty nights. So sensual. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Rocket. Well, look, speaking of sensual, um, I know you guys like to do a bit of extracurricular stuff to get money on the table in the books. And um, I found this very sensual number from you guys as a a duet in the Calm Sleep app. Just have a listen. Should we have some fun, Bryce? What do you reckon? Because it's Saturday. I love having fun. Do you feel... Oh, that's yeah, we like that. What's going on here? Pressure. If he's up and going. Oh, and let's see what else we can get up to apart from looking at my calves today. Let's do it. But I haven't spoken to God this morning. <laughs> get in touch, God. Oh, that's yeah, we like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll put you to sleep. Um, oh, but that is not good for us, the fact that we could put you to sleep with our words. I'm very kippy after here. <laughs> trying to keep people awake, but oh, that's what we do here. Good stuff, Tommy. I, I, I'm on board with this. I, I'm being quite serious now. Yeah. I'm on board with that LeBron James sleep app because I love LeBron James. I will die for that man. I'm a giant LeBron supporter. But I need something like this, and why not have one of the absolute greatest of all time to do it? It is incredible. And also another one on there, for real, is uh, Scotty Pippen. And he will tell you basically his life story, and he slows his words as he goes into it. And you just – feels like Scotty Pippen's just spooning you in bed. He's just whispering you (laughs) sweet good nights. And uh, it's an incredible thing because my mind's always racing. So so I've finally found something to – to slow me down. So whose voice do you want? And you've got to pick between. So LeBron's somewhere in the middle where it's a good, strong, mm. deep voice. You've got Scotty Pippen who it seems like they've just uh, pumped up the bass levels to about 1,000. <laughs> yes. What about Doc Rivers where he's just uh, – you're listening to him going, is, is his throat full of ash? What's happening here? <laughs> that guy's voice is ashy as hell. <laughs> too many, no, too yeah. many darts. <laughs> Unbelievable. Now I'm on board. Scotty Pippen though. What a voice, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Incredibly ballsy. Or Mike Tyson, you know, Mike Tyson could be a good one as well. Just a, a little bit more. <laughs> I'll add the wet you of the fleet now. <laughs> <laughs> Just to throw a little uh, lisp in there as well. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that people are saying as well, a lot of punters th- uh, texting through on 0427 154 166, and they're saying, we'll tell Ross Gibbs to tell a story. That usually puts them to sleep. That's a bit harsh. Oh, you're spot on. <laughs> He'd be the first to put his hand up. Yeah. Not short for a word, old Rossi Gibbs. No, not at all. 0427 154 166. Um, we'll continue the conversation as well this morning up until 10.30. Uh, those breakout players from both clubs, Port Adelaide and the Crows, who do you think can take the next step? A lot of co- uh, uh, nominations for Zach Butters and Lockie Jones. Another one is Jace Burgoyne. So I think Jace Burgoyne surprised a lot of people. In that, first of all, him getting a game in his first year, because I think a lot of people thought that his first year would absolutely be about development, but just how well and how quickly he progressed, and just how much he proved um, that if you get yourself in the right spots and you read the game well and you've got good skills, you can be very, very slight, and you can still play good AFL before you do develop into that bigger body. Yeah, and there's no doubt he'll be uh, stronger again this year after having another pre-season under his belt. But uh, with the leg speed he's got and how explosive he is, it's not going to matter how big he is because he's just going to run away from him anyway. Yep, and from a Port Adelaide perspective, uh, I wonder if this is a year where Ollie Lord can get himself a game. Um, and because they've got, they got big raps on him, don't they? Genuine Ollie AFL Lord. player, yep. they like him. And the other one is uh, Dante Vizentini. They love the way that he goes about it because he's aggressive in the way that he rucks. Bryn Teagle is pushing as well. But there's some nice um, ideas of, of uh, players who could take the next step from both clubs. Uh, young Bryce Gibbs could be just around the corner. Who knows? Yeah, it's taken me uh, the best part of 16 years to have that breakout season, Hazy. But uh, hopefully it's this year for, uh, at the Panthers. Yeah. Ooh, excuse me. Mm, you heard that. You, didn't you, your ears prick up? Didn't all of our ears just prick up? So well, Why does that surprise you? Are you giving us a bit of a confirmation? There was, there was always confirmation. Oh, there, was there? Yeah. There you go. Well, I haven't seen this press release. Oh, okay. Bryce Gibbs rolling around again in 2023 for the Panthers. You betcha. You betcha. I don't sort of play it off like, oh, you know, I was always going to go in. You never so, asked me. 
asked you every week. <laughs> I asked you every week in every single ad break, and you said, uh, "You said um, speak to my manager." What about that? We're supposed to be good mates, and I'd ask you, "What's going on with South Adelaide?" And you wouldn't even look at me, and you'd send me a text and say, "Just speak to my manager." <laughs> I don't, I would, that's, this is where you're wrong. I don't have a manager. <laughs> you don't have a manager anymore. <laughs> I manage myself these days. <laughs> yeah, right. Imagine a manager going in for a genuine sample yeah. negotiation. Take um, uh, yeah, take twenty percent of me, hundred bucks a game, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's good news, Panther fans, from a local footy perspective. It's good for the sample as yeah, well. I haven't officially signed yet, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all trending in the right direction, and the uh, the Panthers and and Joe, um, Jared Wright and Brett Riley have done uh, some really good recruiting over the summer so far, and um, yeah, getting a, a couple of old teammates back in, in Sammy Skinner being one of those players. So looking forward to uh, reconnecting with these guys and having a, a big year again. And just going through the bulking phase right now, but looking forward to you slimming down over summer. No, I'm just kidding. Body's feeling good though. I have started training, Hazy, and uh, <laughs> we spoke about coming back and earning your respect back at pre-season, because this is, this is the worst thing about a current day player. Pre-season's not designed anymore to get fit. You have to come back yeah. fit for pre-season yes. to get fitter for the season. Because if you turn up saying, well, I'm going to get fit now, it's going to be hell. Absolute hell, yeah. and you'll be out the back you either and start, judged harshly. You either start behind or you break down. And uh, I know that too well, all, all too well over a few years, over the journey. All right, it's 10 o'clock uh, coming up next as well. We want to talk about, before 10.30, these comeback kings. So, uh, Rossi Lyon is about to be announced as Securitas' new coach. A player or a coach in any sport, in any code, any league, who has left the club and then come back to the club. Um, you've, the ones that have worked and the ones that haven't, send through your nominations, 0427 154 It's bang on 10 o'clock. Let's get to the news. And just quickly, we're live from the Adelaide Four-Wheel Drive and Adventure Show for Zenith Caravans. We're going to catch up with Ben from Zenith Caravans very, very soon. Here's the news. Live across Australia, Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yes, good morning to you. We're live from the Adelaide Four-Wheel Drive and Adventure Show for Zenith Caravans. Uh, very lucky as well because Ben from Zenith Caravans has joined us this morning. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. Thank you, guys. Um, mate, this is... Uh, hopefully the weather's going to hold up, but this is this is unbelievable. Um, the amount of uh, goods out here, the caravans and all these things for outdoor enthusiasts. This is paradise. Spot on, it is. And uh, you wouldn't want to be coming to one of these shows if you uh, had the intent of not spending any money. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And look, already so many people already here. Um, just from your perspective, mate, and from Zenith Caravans, um, a day like this, what, what do you hope to achieve? Yeah, I guess the, the bigger thing is presenting our brand in a way that customers see what we stand for. So uh, as you can see by our setup here, the display and, and what we want to offer and you guys coming along and, and coffee and breakfast and all those goods, that's probably the most important part. Showcasing the product and what people can get into is the next and, and hopefully some new Zenith customers come along the way as well. Yeah, they look very impressive, the, uh, the, the K2 Zenith Caravan. Uh, what are some of the features that uh, people can come down and have a look at and, and get in and even lay down in bed and see how comfy it is and maybe even have a shower in there? There's plenty going on in them. Which we did That's all it. of those things <laughs> in the uh, little K2 over there. Yeah, just I, I might, have very much. might have to check it out in a minute, see what you got up to in there. But uh, yeah, the K2 is our base model and that comes with features that our competition's top specs don't even come with. So you've got double up of solar, batteries, Pillow top mattress, gloss cabinetry, it's got the works. For those who aren't caravan enthusiasts, it's come a long way. I think a lot of people will be surprised just how unbelievably amazing these little bits of machinery are. They are, and it's, it, we're grateful in South Australia especially with what we've got to see here, and I think 
since COVID hit, people have had the opportunity to explore what we've got in our own backyard. And, and Caravine has, of course, benefited from that. The manufacturers have then lifted their game and, and delivered more in doing so. What's the availability like? Zenith Caravine? Yep. You could have it next week. Oh, <laughs> we, like, we like that. Straight away. That's very, very good. So, mate, from, from you and your perspective, what does the ideal sort of maybe weekend or week look like in a Zenith Caravine? Where, where would you be going? Oh, Air Peninsula is a must. I love the Air Peninsula. I spent a bit of time over there, and there's just so much to see. You can sort of keep going, and, and if you don't have any time restrictions, just keep going along the Nullarbor, and yeah, all of a sudden you're in WA, and you've got even more to see. So the Air Peninsula, head down to some beaches and the, the seafood lifestyle that's over there. Beautiful. It's a must. Absolutely perfect. I'm heading down south, actually, this afternoon. Uh, my my mum's 60th, and uh, we're, we're camping down there, so you don't mind if I just back the, the ute <laughs> up it. and take take one for a bit of a test drive? I'll, I promise I'll bring it back Monday. Nah, spot on. That's spot all right. On. Just open up the checkbook and you'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, do some heavy lifting for us as well, Ben. So we are here at the Adelaide Four Wheel Drive and Adventure Show, but specifically inside here, where can the punters find you guys? Yeah, so we're next door to the Jubilee Pavilion, so we're on a 65 by 15 metre site. So we've actually, with our other brand, we've got 20 caravans on display here. So you can either come through the Rose Terrace entrance, uh, you'll see the Ferris wheel, and then you'll see a large LED screen, or come through the Jubilee Pavilion, large six-metre opening, and you'll head straight into our stand. Very good stuff, mate. So enjoy the rest of the morning, and no doubt business will be burning. These bits, little bits of machinery are absolutely outstanding. I nah, appreciate you guys being here. Good stuff, Ben, from Zenith Caravans, joining us this morning. Um, and I'll tell you what, wouldn't Julie just have the shock of her life when uh, Bryce turns up with this unbelievable caravan on the back of the... The Rodeo or whatever you're driving, the Holden, and you just say, look, Mum, happy birthday. Uh, the bill's coming next week. Well, Ben said bring <laughs> your checkbook, Gibbsy, and uh, I've actually just pinched your credit card, Hazy, so I might oh, just tap that on the way out. And, yeah, so uh, watch out for those checks as well. They <laughs> tend to uh, sort of bounce away from you. <laughs> <laughs> no, good stuff. Uh, 0427154166, that is a text line this morning. Um, so we want to do these little success stories of players or coaches who have come back to their original club. So... Um, use the example before this morning of Tony Lockett. So Tony Lockett retires at the end of 1999 as just one of the absolute greatest to ever do it. And then says, you know what, 2002, let's make a bit of a comeback. Couldn't even get his number four. He lost a heap of weight. He was wearing number 46. 46 for yeah, Big that's Plugger. A, that's heavy for Plugger. Oh, it just no wonder didn't he, No work. wonder he came come back skinny. He had to carry the 47 around. <laughs> so it just did not work. And so, look, no one thinks of um, Tony Lockett running around with number 46. It's number four when he was at the Swans. Um, but that's okay. Some more stories, not just for the ones that have failed, but maybe the ones where it's been successful. We hope that Ross Lyon does really well because we hope Sakilda can find its feet again and return to the eight. But, she, it's a big task for Rossi to take on. Yeah, it certainly is. And just getting back to some of those... Uh return stories. It doesn't have to be AFL players either. Like, let's look at the example of Cristiano Ronaldo at the moment. Oh, yeah. Manchester United heads away to Real Madrid and, and Juventus comes back to Manchester United and he's just been suspended because he left the game early after not getting an opportunity to play. <laughs> and uh, it's not quite panning out for CR7 the way he thought it would and probably everyone else in the world at his second stint at Manchester United. Yeah, geez. What I do like about that whole situation is it doesn't matter who you are. If you're a youngster coming up, touted to be a really, really good player, or you are Cristiano Ronaldo, if you crack the shits and behave like a child, you're going to get punished. I actually loved 
I love that he had been sacked for this game. Yeah, it was a pretty average look, wasn't it? Uh, the game hadn't even finished, and uh, well, I think he actually refused to come on with about five minutes to go. Cracked it, uh, took off, went back into the change rooms while the game was still playing, and um, good on them. They said, that's not good enough. We're going to set high standards, and you will not be a part of the squad for our up-and-coming game against Chelsea. Cop that, Cristiano. No one's ever said that to him before in his life. You're the goat, but cop that. <laughs> Here we are. All right, it's 10 minutes past 10 o'clock this morning. A lot of good texts coming through as well. 0427154106 in regards to some of these players who could take the next step, those breakout seasons. Uh, Todd Marshall did it last year. Sam Powell Pepper did it. Absolutely, Darcy Fogarty did it. This text from Sam, uh, tuning in from Albury. Beautiful part of the world. Your part of the world, Albury, Wodonga. I think Luke Pedler needs to have a breakout year. Pick 11 in 2020, had a couple of good finals games for the Crows in Sample and needs to take that into the AFL. Luke Pedler is an excellent nomination because he has all the tools to be a really, really good, solid, nice inside midfielder. Can he play other positions? That would be my only query. Can he be flexible and play out on a wing as well? Because if he's just going to be that hard-nosed midfielder, like we said with Schoenberg, like, a lot of them. you're going to have to knock off... Roy Laird. You're going to have to knock off Ben Keyes. A couple of these guys, Lady won the BNF. Keyes was probably top three. Um, Berry, the tackling machine, he looks like he's cemented his spot in there as well. Uh, Roy Sloan's going to be back. Yep. So it's, where does he fit? Can he, can he be that half forward that plays in the midfield? Because I don't think he's just going to get a chance or an opportunity to be a genuine inside midfielder in that side as it sits. All right, great text from Sam there. Uh, keep them coming through, 0427 154 166. And still time to give us a call, uh, 1300 736 736. Don't forget, this summer, get out, explore in a Zenith caravan. Uh, we're live from the Adelaide Four-Wheel Drive and Adventure Show for Zenith Caravans. And also we're powered by Lumo Energy SA this morning. Good morning. With a large range of Volkswagen models in stock, visit Solitaire Volkswagen and test drive today. Live across Australia, Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yes, coming to you from the Adelaide four-wheel drive and adventure show for Zenith Carafans. And don't forget the new performance R range is now at Solitaire Volkswagen. We are powered by Lumo SA. Quarter past ten. Um, we're talking about some of those examples where a player, maybe a coach, across the board, any sport, has made a bit of a comeback to that particular club. Has it worked? Or did it go disastrously wrong? 2002, Tony Lockett, the great plugger, had a bit of a, a comeback. And let me tell you, in terms of a media cycle, it was very much doing the rounds and creating plenty of buzz. It's the sight Sydney fans haven't seen for more than two years. Tony Lockett, mean and keen to make a successful comeback. Lockett's return drew more than 12,000 to North Sydney Oval, and although he played just two quarters for Sydney in the 15-a-side practice match against Essendon, he left a lasting impression. But Sydney fans don't have a guaranteed season ticket for Pluggermania until he plays three more games. <laughs> so there you go. Everyone was locked in going, here we go, Plugger's had a couple of years off, what's he going to produce? He looks um, dangerously thin um, and he's wearing 46, but here we go, it's Plugger. <laughs> And you got three games and three goals. Yeah, that's, that's not a, a successful else. return to your original club or a club you played for in the past. And there's been some good examples, though. Mm. So uh, Trent Crowe, Hawthorne, Frio, back to Hawthorne. I think he played some good yep. good footy for Hawthorne. Um, Brent Montgomery. Yes, Monty went back to the Dogs. Went back to the Dogs and, and played a, a handful of good games. And a couple more vets... Eddie Betts, obviously Carlton, Adelaide Carlton, and Gary Ablett. 
obviously yes. in the twilight of their career when they went back, but still did some good things. I was going to say, so obviously the first time for both of those players, Eddie Betts played about 182 games for the Blues before he crossed over. Um, and I reckon Gary Ablett was nearing 200 games, first of his Brownlow medals, etc. But what in particular Gary Ablett brought when he came back was leadership and still he was an X factor. He was a massive reason why they got to the grand final. Yeah, and still had some, some unbelievable games. And uh, Eddie, Eddie did the same thing. Come back to Carlton, played, still played uh, a truckload of games and, and still were, were kicking goals uh, from the boundary and, and the pocket and, and doing what Eddie Betts does. But um, there, there's a couple for you. Who else do I have written down here? Oh, Josh Carr probably didn't work. Port, Frio, back to Port. Yep. Didn't, didn't quite finish off at Port the way they probably hoped to. Mm, interesting one. If you've got a nomination, get it through 0427 154 Because uh, you used before Cristiano Ronaldo. He might be the pin-up one. So started his career at Manchester United, obviously went off and did everything that he did. Real Madrid launched himself into possibly the greatest player that's ever touched the football. And now this is not working at Manchester United. This is a disaster. Yeah, it's certainly not. And uh, whether when he's out there, he, he's too focused on himself and, and wants all the play to come through him and, and they're looking to, to have more attacking options up front. But, uh, yeah, he's been... I don't think he started in, in many games at all this year. And, and we're about seven or eight games in into the, uh, into the Premier League season. So uh, I, he, he keeps bringing out social media posts saying that, nah, this is okay, we've got to keep staying the course and, and things will be all right. But I dare say he, he might be looking for a, uh, a transfer come this January uh, well, transfer period. Seemed like an absolute fairy tale, didn't it, for Manchester it United did. supporters? I think but, for uh, everyone. Everyone expected that it, it'd, be, it'd be great for them. Yeah. Anyway, it's not quite working out right now, but watch this space. Uh, in terms of the weekend that's already happened for, from a sports perspective, how good for the Adelaide teams? Where do you want to begin with this? 36ers? Um, I'm not sure if you'd call this an upset, but this is what you would um, say is an absolute prime example of what the 36ers are capable of this year and a genuine reason why we can start thinking big about our Sixers. You knock off the Kings, the championship-winning Kings, on their home court, Nice and early in the season after the preseason that they had. Yep, get excited because I am. Yeah, certainly. They obviously started the, the season off a bit slow against the, the Jack Jumpers, and there could have been some uh, residual fatigue coming back from the States and, uh, and jumping back into a game only about three days after landing. But um, they're starting to get their mojo back. They've, uh, they've won a couple, couple of games now, and as you said, to go over to Sydney and beat the Kings on their home deck. That's, uh, that's been always a, a tough road trip, and, and especially in the last couple of years. So starting to get the gro- into the groove, uh, our 36ers. So uh, Redbacks got it done as well yesterday against Tassie in the one-day cup. Uh, strikers in the WBBL got a win as well. Uh, Crows, a real tight win over the Cats last night at Unley Oval. So next up, the Reds. Just need the Reds to knock off Sydney FC tomorrow, and we need Port Adelaide to break through for their second win um, of the AFLW season against the Saints, and then that will be an absolute... Clean sweep. Clean sweep for our South Australian teams. That's a fun, that's a fun way to wake up on a Monday morning. What a, and I, this disappoints me to say this, but it wouldn't, that wouldn't happen too often, would it, no, Hazy? No. That we'd, we'd get all codes getting Ws. No, well, we go through our Monday morning checklist each and every Monday and just sort of tick off how our um, Adelaide sides did and rarely do you get a clean sweep. So, look, fingers crossed. We're not um, gamblers, but if we were, whoo, we'd be getting a little bit excited. 
Uh, this text as well, 0427154166. Boy, surely Tim Watson in 93, sinking the Crows is one of the great comebacks from Matt. What about um, Tim Watson? So he had retired. The Eagles picked him up. I think they picked him up via one of the drafts. It might have been the preseason draft. And he said, look, I'm not going over there before he made his comeback to Essendon. So technically, he was listed at the Eagles for a little bit. So you, you can claim that, can you? Well, you can claim that for a second. I mean, technically, you would never see him in any colours or even at the training facilities. But <laughs> Tim Watson, for five minutes, was a West Coast Eagle. Okay. Doesn't seem right, does it? It doesn't, no. Can't, <laughs> I can't say that at all. It doesn't work at all. Um, so there you go. Keep those texts coming through. 0427 154 166. Uh, it's 21 minutes past 10 o'clock, and we are doing it this morning. Uh, thanks to our good mates at Zenith Caravan. So we're down here uh, at the Adelaide four-wheel drive and adventure show, just getting in amongst some of these unbelievable caravans. The Zenith K2 as well, which you've got your eye on there, Gibbsy. I uh, tried to uh, get hold of your checkbook just before, but it literally bounced away from me. Just boing, boing, boing. So how does a checkbook bounce like that? But I don't need a checkbook. I'll pay cash. <laughs> I pay cash. Uh, so come down here, say hello. It's 22 minutes past 10 o'clock and top of 22 across Adelaide today. Good morning. Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yeah, text line really busy this morning, 0427 154 166. So thank you so much for all of those texts. Uh, and of course, um, a lot of good calls coming through as well from the punters this morning, 1300 736 736. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Adelaide four-wheel drive and adventure show for Zenith Caravans. It's quite eye-opening here, isn't it, uh, Bryce? Just because in terms of if you're not a caravan enthusiast but you've been thinking about it, if you come down here, you'll be shocked at just how good these caravans are. They're remarkable. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed, Hazy, to be honest. I haven't been to a lot of these shows before, but uh, I'm going to have a bit of a wander around, jump in a few of these Zenith K2 caravans, and who knows, I might even fall asleep. So uh, I'm very impressed, and it's good to see a lot of people starting to roll in and uh, getting around the day. Mm, absolutely. All the punters starting to flood in here. I think the weather should hold off as well. So if you're thinking about it, come down to the Adelaide Showgrounds. Uh, the Adelaide Four Wheel Drive and Adventure Show is up and running. Um, and look, go straight to the top shelf. Go get around the guys at Zenith Caravans. Um, they are the best in the business. Hey, um, gives you big news this morning. You're just real casual about it, like, oh, yeah, I was always supposed to do it. But we're waiting for a little announcement that Bryce Gibbs will saddle up again for the South Adelaide Football Club because y you're only young once, mate. And you've got unfinished business at South Adelaide. 64 last premiership. You guys have been building very, very nicely. Some good um, former AFL players. Sam Skinner's come back in. I'd be bullish if I was a South Adelaide supporter. I'll say that much. Yeah, well, it's sort of now or never. Mm -hmm. And uh, no, I always plan to go on again next year, Hazy. And uh, I haven't signed officially on the dotted line yet. Still working a couple of things out. But uh, oh. certainly keen to go around again. And uh, yeah, it's sort of, it's now or never, I reckon, for the Panthers. Mm. And what's Buffer got to do to get you over the line? No. A few little perks. <laughs> no, no, not a lot. Just wait, waiting on a few more other opportunities, Hazy, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Oh, okay. Well, watch this space. Uh, from a sample point of view, though, quite seriously, Gibbsy, if you do go around, um, it's great for the competition because it's, it's so good to have former AFL players um, come back and give it a red-hot crack, not just come back and, and punch out a season or two at about 70%, to come back and play at a level where you're now a McGarry medalist 
it's really good for the competition. It's great. Well, you know, you still, I still want to challenge myself and and challenge myself against the best. And I, I do believe that the Sandfield is in in a really good spot and, and probably the best competition outside the AFL. And and as you said, uh, a lot of ex AFL talent continue to come back. We've just signed Zach Sprow from the the GWS Giants. You see Jesse White. Uh, they're signed with uh, North Adelaide and uh, Sam Mays as well. So the Roosters have gotten stronger and uh, we're going to see a lot of AFL talent come back to a lot of the clubs this year and it'll be a, uh, you know, another strong competition in, in 2023. Julie Gibbs, 35 today. Happy birthday to her. Uh, Ross, just try and keep a lid on things and the entire Gibbs clan, just, just, just go easy, I reckon. Should be good fun, though. I'm going to back up and take one of these Zenith K2 caravans with me. I haven't told them yet, but uh, they'll be missing one for a couple of days. I'll go Jeez. give it a, a trial run. When you turn up as a popular member oh. of the Gibbs family, outstanding stuff. I won't give it back. That's, that's a thing. Yeah. We have done it this morning thanks to Zenith Caravans. And, of course, the new Performance R range is now at Solitaire Volkswagen. Uh, we'll catch you this time next week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Hope the South Australian teams win. Um, and have a nice, safe Saturday.